You're listening to the Booked Out Beauty Business Podcast for hairstylists that want to make bank behind the chair without the burnout. I am your host, Becca Kavanaugh, business coach for hairstylists. I was behind the chair for five years where I built up a full clientele while working a part-time job and located in a small town. Now I dedicate my work to helping stylists like you break free of the underpaid and overworked cycle so you can double your bookings and become the go-to stylist in your area. If you want a long, thriving career as a stylist, then you're in the right place. Let's get going. Hello, hello, beautiful beauty business bitches. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here, for listening. Today, we are talking all about social media. Social media is probably, could be your friend, but it also could be maybe a little bit of a frenemy situation that we have with social media. (laughs) Maybe you have a little bit of a love-hate relationship with social media, and I feel that. And today, I want to help make social media easier, want to help it make more fun by giving you some of these guidelines. So I want to help you use social media effectively to continue to get new clients in your chair every single month so that your business feels so much easier. Social media is such a great passive way to market your business. And I have reviewed tons of tons of hairstylists social media accounts specifically to create this podcast episode and share with you the common mistakes that I saw among all these accounts. Like literally so many of them came down to these things that I'm going to be sharing with you in today's episode. So if I saw them so many times, you're probably making these mistakes too. So first things first, my philosophy on social media is that it is necessary. It is necessary as a hairstylist in 2023 that wants to continue to have a long career in the industry, you need to have a social media presence. Your social media will replace the need for a website. It will replace the need for a portfolio. Even a business card, it will replace. And because social media is every ever-changing, it can be hard to keep up with what is the most effective way to market on the platform? So with these tips, I have not just included things that are going to help you grow your business, but these are timeless things. These are like the necessary basics that you need and the foundation you need to have a stellar social media presence that brings you clients consistently. So if you are not posting consistently, or if you are posting consistently and you're still not seeing more clients in your chair, you could be making these mistakes. So let's dive in. The top mistake I saw when I reviewed all these Instagram accounts was not optimizing your name. And I'm going to be talking a lot about Instagram, but honestly, this could be used on any platform. Almost any platform has these little tips and tricks like For example, if you're using TikTok to grow your business, um, you can optimize your name on there as well. So a lot of these are going to be the same, right? Okay, so top mistake is not optimizing your name. So you know that you have like your username on Instagram, but you also have that title underneath that's like your name, right? And so when you go into your settings, you go into your bio area, they you have your username and then you have your name. So the name that appears underneath is actually what the search engine optimization that Instagram uses 
that's what it's actually grabbing onto when people are typing in things. You are going to pop up not based off of your username right away. It's going to go after that name title first. That is where the search engine optimization happens. That is where people can find you. So when people search your name, that is what the search is looking for. So having your name and hairstylist in your name title is ideal. Now, there are plenty of people that I saw optimizing this name feature. However, they were using it to give themselves another name that wasn't relevant to being a hairstylist, or they were using the term licensed cosmetologist. And why do I say that you need to use hairstylists? Like, so for example, when I was um, a hairstylist using social media grows my business, I had Becca hairstylist. Like it was like Becca and then I put a little dash and it said hairstylist so that I could optimize my name, right? And the reason why I say that you need to use hairstylist and not licensed cosmetologist is because many people don't actually know what a cosmetologist is. Like I have talked to countless people who I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a licensed cosmetologist or yeah, I went to cosmetology school and they're like, oh yeah, that's really cool. And then they're like, what is that again? What do you work with? Like, like I've had people tell me like, did you work with like the cosmos? Is it science? And I'm like, okay, no, no, no. I'm a hairstylist. And then they're like, oh, okay. Right. So <laughs> this is why you need to use, this goes back to like my whole philosophy around not using hairstylist jargon. Like for example, licensed cosmetologists would be hairstylist jargon. Like your, your clients don't know what that is. Right. But if you say you're a hairstylist, they're like, oh yeah, I get it. Or a hairdresser, you know, like they'll, they'll know those terms. So put that in your name. And the reason why you're going to put that there is because when people type in hairstylist, you're going to pop up. Right. And whether you, maybe you've noticed this or not, but like the algorithm's really smart. It knows kind of like your location. Like, let's be honest, Google, everything knows where we all fucking live. So when you type in, like your clients type in hairstylist, you're probably going to come up because you're also located in that area. But you also need to optimize that too, which is another thing on this list. So I'm going to put a pin in that here. Okay. So anyway, use your name. So especially if your name isn't in your username, I always suggest that as a hairstylist, you just use your name in your username. But let's say you're doing like beauty, you know, badass beauty bitch. I don't know. <laughs> like if you're putting that as your username, it's like, okay, you need to actually list your actual name. Now, if you have like a username that has your name in it, you can get away with optimizing that name area more. Like if you wanted to put something else in there, like if you wanted to put specialist or if you want to put hairstylist, if you want to put educator, hairstylist, you know, things like that. Like if you needed more room in your name to optimize that, make sure though that your name is listed somewhere. The worst is when your clients are trying to find you at the salon that you work at and they're like, wait a minute, what's their name again? I have no idea. They need to know your name. Okay. So make sure that it is clearly listed somewhere, whether that's in your name or in your username figure it out, put it in there. Okay. Also, I used the hairstylist search and kind of went from there with finding these Instagram accounts. But I know that there are plenty of hairstylist accounts that I couldn't even find because they didn't use hairstylist anywhere for Instagram to find, right? So I would type in 
hairstylist, I would find one that would come up and then, you know, it would like suggest more. So then I was able to kind of critique these a little bit more and like see the common mistakes. But it took me a while to kind of weed through some of these, you know, and it would have been so much easier if a lot of you guys just had more hairstylist in that name option on Instagram. Okay, so number two mistake that I saw was having certifications in your bio, like listing out all your cert certifications. Now, your bio is prime real estate to take advantage of. This is like a snapshot of who you are as a stylist. Do not waste it on saying that you are this brand of extension certified or this brand of haircutting certified. You know, like especially the brand. I mean, just call yourself an extension specialist if that's what you want to be known as. You know, it's easy, it's clear, and your clients do not care about brands and certifications like that. They care about can this person, can this hairstylist get the result I want? And do they have photos and things I can grab off of, right, to see that they can get the result that I want, right? And you can brag all you want about your qualifications in a post, right? Don't use up your limited space in your bio, though, to write out a brand name. Like, to me, I'm like, don't you want to be your own brand? Don't you want your clients to, like, see you as the expert? Like, why does it matter? Like, I, I feel like we – I'm going on a tangent, but bear with me. I feel like hairstylists, like, we really put brands above us. And it's like, girl, the brand would be nothing without you. Let's let's get real for a second, okay? The brand would be nothing without you. So do you want to put this brand on a pedestal and see them as the expert and see them as something to be sought after? Or do you want to see you as the expert and see all of your combined knowledge and like put that out? And be like, no, this is my brand. I created it. This is what I do. I do this specific hair. And this is all me because I have taken multitude, multiple classes on this. I have went through the certifications. I have done all the things. And so now I'm going to trust that I can use this title and not have to have it like be this brand that's backing me up. That's just my two cents on it. I just feel like I don't want my clients thinking about the brands that I'm using because eventually, like, okay, now I'm really going on a tangent. When I was behind the chair, I really, like, put this one brand on a pedestal. And then I really boasted it up to my clients. I sold a lot of product. I did all the things, right? And then when I moved salons and I found out that, like, the products that I was, like, really boasting up weren't the best or I just kind of changed my mind. I got more educated. I liked different products more. My clients were like, what the fuck are you doing? Like they thought I was losing my mind. Right. And they're like, well, where can I get this other product? And it was because I didn't talk about like my skill set. I didn't talk about my expertise. I instead put the product before me. I put the brand before me. And so they no longer trusted the decisions I was making as a hairstylist and the brands that I was now trusting they still trusted that other brand because I put that brand above me, right? So anyway, I'm going to stop with this tangent now. But basically what I'm saying is that don't put brands in your bio. Don't worry about certifications in your bio. You can talk about these in your captions. You could talk about these in your stories. You could talk about these when the client's in your chair, but your clients don't care about it. It, it doesn't need to go in your bio because 
it's wasting that space in your bio that's so limited, right? So we want to make sure that we're optimizing that, we're using that as prime real estate because that is literally what your clients are going to see first. And I don't want them to see first that you're like putting a brand above your own skill set, right? So, and also something that is really effective on Instagram is using those highlights. So like if you want to talk about your certifications, you want to do like an intro highlight about yourself and what you like to do and all the things, that is where that can live, right? That is where all of that about you and about your certifications and your qualifications, all that can go into an intro highlight. That way, if somebody really fucking cares about it, they can look at it, right? They can go through that. So that is what I would suggest instead of using that prime real estate of your bio, because again, that they only got a couple seconds. Now, if they want to go look at your highlight, then they're already reeled in from your bio, right? So so just don't waste that space, okay? Use that space to your advantage because it will make all the difference. Number three mistake that I saw was not having your salon location listed. Guys, what are we doing? Okay. <laughs> tag your salon, tag your location, tag your clients, tag all of that. You know what I saw a lot of y'all doing is tagging brands. Okay. And I think you've understood what, from the rant that I went on earlier about brands on why this is not working for you. You know, like I see so many of you guys tagging brands in your photos. And then at the end of the day, I had no idea of what salon you worked at. I had no idea where you were located, you know, and how can people find you and your work through social media if they don't know where you are located, <laughs> you know, tag your city, tag your salon, tag everybody, right? And tagging your salon is super helpful as well, because like if your salon has their own Instagram, then your work will show up on their Instagram page. And then they'll know like, oh, this stylist I can go to to get this amount of work done. So if your salon's more so bringing in the clients, then you're making that connection for it, you know, and not just letting your salon do all the work for you and hoping that they'll bring you clients. Like, no, you're going to create your own opportunities by tagging yourself tagging your salon in your posts and not using that space for like a bunch of brand tags. Come on, come on. Because here's the thing, your clients aren't really looking at that, right? They're not looking at like what behind the chair is fucking posting or tagging. They're not looking at behind the chair's tags. Okay, they're not. That's for hairstylists, right? And so can you also put this in your name? So remember when I talked about using like a, a name, or optimizing your name on Instagram. Um, if you live in a prominent city, I would say that you can also put in like, let's say you're in Austin, Texas, you can put Austin hairstylist, Phoenix hairstylist, you know, New York hairstylist, you know, LA hairstylist. Like if you live in a prominent city, then I think that could work very well um, to optimize your name. But if you're kind of in a smaller city, I don't think that's really going to work, but you can still tag the location of all, on all your photos. And that is very, very effective. That is what I did religiously when I was behind the chair. So making sure that you're tagging your location, tagging your salon and all the things, because that's how people are actually going to find you. Because if I, I saw so many of you do amazing hair and I was like, I have no idea if this person's near to me, far from me. I have no idea. And that was so sad, you know, cause I, I wanted to know. Fourth mistake I saw was kind of having a logo picture for your profile picture. Um, so unless you are a salon where you kind of have multiple faces to your brand, like you have stylists working for you or you have other people working in the salon, 
then I would say you could use a logo photo. But if you're a personal stylist and this is a personal um, Instagram page that you're using to market your services, then do not use a logo photo because your clients want to see you. They should know what you look like and what to expect and who to expect when they come sit in your chair, right? You're a personal brand. So make it personal and have a clear face, clear face photo of you as your profile picture. This is easy. This is an easy fix that will make all the difference. Number five mistake that I saw was not prioritizing your captions. This one will be a game changer for a lot of you because I saw so many of y'all doing emoji captions, doing the 50 hashtag game, um, and tagging brands. So no more of this. This is a waste of your time. I promise you. And I want to remind you of who is actually paying for your services your clients, the people sitting in your chair, the people that are local in your community, right? Do they care about you tagging behind the chair and Redkin and Cosmoprop and whoever else? No, they don't care. <laughs> if you want your clients to feel confident in their decision to sit in your chair, then you need to use captions to showcase your expertise as a stylist. This, your captions, is prime real estate to share the do's and don'ts of hair care. This is a great time to share the process of the client that you worked on today. This is a great time to share about your certifications and about your favorite products and how to use them or solving your client's problem. This could look like, hey client, you know how you don't have to wash your hair for days after the salon, but then after you wash it yourself, you have to wash it like the next day? It's probably because you're not using the right products and you're not using them correctly. Here's a guide on how to fix that. How amazing and clear and concise was that? I was talking straight to my client. I was solving their problem. And guess what? Your clients are going to remember when you solve their problems. They are going to remember you. They will. If they implement what you are sharing, how could they forget you, right? They're just going to go to another. No, they're not going to go to another stylist after that. Are you kidding me? Anyway, so... <laughs> Getting going on right here. Um, <laughs> also, sharing you. Who are you when you're not sitting behind that chair? What are your interests? What do you like to do in your off time? This is how you build up that like, know, and trust factor with your clients. Sharing your life, sharing your expertise, sharing solutions to your clients' problems. This is what will set you apart because believe me, not many hairstylists are doing this after I saw all those accounts. Not many stylists are doing this. So don't you think that will help you stand out? Do you know how many people, like there are so many hairstylists nowadays that your clients have to choose from and they just want one indication that they can remember you. Like if they just find a common interest that you guys share, they'll be like, I trust her, I'm going to her, right? Like it can be as simple as that. And they will remember you because it's like, oh yeah, this stylist was the person that shared that thing that I like. Oh yeah, they also are really, like for me, I was sharing a lot about like how I'm really into Halloween. And so all my clients would like talk to me about Halloween stuff and they would talk to me, oh, Halloween's coming. Aren't you so excited? I'm really excited. This is what I'm planning, blah, 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 blah. Like they loved it, you know? And it was because they felt connected to me. We shared a common interest and they were excited to come see me because they could talk to me about that, right? And my hair, the hair I was doing 
it didn't matter. Like they, I was like, they were like, okay, you do good hair. And I remember you because you're standing out to me because you shared this common interest with me. That's all it takes. I saw many stylists just sharing like emoji captions or they were sharing like technical tips that clients don't really care about because they aren't hairstylists, like it's going over their heads. So think about who you are attracting. This is why you can't just copy what other stylists are doing on social media because some hairstylists are also educators that want to get paid for education services and they want to do that more than being behind the chair, right? So the reason why you're seeing it on your feed of other hairstylists doing um, like sharing technical tips is because you're their target market. <laughs> They're working the algorithm just right, right? But you have to think, who am I attracting? What services do I want to focus on? And who will be benefiting from those services? And how can I solve their problems? That is what's going on, right? They were marketing super well and you were seeing that in your feed because your hairstylist, they were marketing to you and they were able to show you a technical skill. They solved a problem for you. So you're going to do the same exact thing, but you're going to gear it towards your clients, clients that know nothing about hair, clients that want to know more about hair. They want to know about how to style their hair a certain way. They want to know how to make their styles last. They want to know how to do all of these things, right? Because they don't know anything about hair, right? So that's what you're going to be focusing on to get more clients in your chair. Okay. And lastly, the biggest thing I saw, which is the easiest fucking fix, is no links or no call to actions. You guys have a booking link in your social media. And if you don't have a booking site, get one. <laughs> Simple as that. And if you're overbooked and you can't have a booking site for this or that, or you can't have it open, then have a wait list. Have something that your clients can put their information in and you can receive it on the other end. There are so many booking sites that are free, that are easy to use, that are user-friendly. And in 2023, there is no excuse to not have one. You need some form of direction for people to book with you. It is now an expectation. So your client expects to be able to book their own appointment with you and not have to call up the salon and do this all old school. They expect it. And this is how you will kind of eliminate DM conversations that lead to nowhere, that go around in circles. Um, this is how you can create a clear system for your clients. And when your clients book an appointment with you, I would even say when they encounter your Instagram and they want to start to book an appointment with you, this is where the client experience starts, right? This is the foundation. So you need to have a streamlined process for this as well. You need to direct people on how to book with you. Take it step by step. When clients are confused, and they feel uncertain, right? Then they are more likely to book with someone that they feel less uncertain with in the process, right? Are they going to book with you if they feel confused or they have no idea how to book an appointment or they have or they don't even want to DM you because let's be honest, what's what is the expectation with that too? A lot of you guys are missing out on amazing clients because they don't want to go through that process or they're confused about the process so they don't even start it. I have passed, me personally, have passed on so many amazing service providers. I'm talking tattoo artists, hairstylists, nail techs, makeup artists, simply because I had no idea how to book with them and I didn't want to go through the process because I was like, I'm not going to try and like figure this out. I'm just going to find someone else that has it all clear and listed out for me, right? Tell your clients what you want them to do. 
right? So many of y'all are pissed that your clients aren't booking with you, but then you're not giving them any clear direction how to book with you, right? So have a link in your bio on how to book with you. Give them a call to action on how to book with you in your captions, right? Walk them through the process. Create a little highlight for them on how to do this, right? It's as simple as that. And I know it might sound like you're kind of being repetitive or you think that people should know. They don't though, okay? (laughs) They don't. Don't be afraid to walk them through the process, right? I'm not saying people are dumb, but like, just walk them through the process. Make it easy on everyone, okay? (laughs) Okay, so these are simple changes that you can make today to gain more clients behind the chair through social media. And if you want to implement these tips, or if you do implement these tips, let me know how it goes and how quickly you start to see clients because I'm all about that, getting new clients behind the chair. So social media is just one avenue to gain clients behind the chair. And there's so much that goes into not just marketing your services, but also retaining clients. So if you want to double your raving reviews behind the chair and finally break out of the underpaid and overworked cycle, then come work with me one-on-one by booking a sales call, which I have all my links down in the show notes for you. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a beautiful week and we will chat soon. If you're serious about becoming the go-to stylist in your area, then you need to snag my free profitable income calculator. The top reason stylists leave the industry early is lack of income. So this calculator will give you the real numbers on what you can and can't afford behind the chair so you can keep your dream business alive. Are you ready to become booked out in six months or less? Then book a sales call to work one-on-one. All links are in the show notes to get started. Thanks for listening and I'll see you on the next episode.